It's the My Michelle Live podcast. My, 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 my Michelle Live. Welcome to My Michelle Live. It is the weekend review. I am ready to take on the news of the week. Oh my Regardless of where you stand on issues, the media at this time in history is only reporting one side of the story. And that's pretty dangerous. And I think there are, as we get a lot of emails, there are a lot of thinking people out there who may not have the libertarian style view that maybe Adam and I adhere to, but they say, wow, at least you're reporting and not just hearsay. You might hear commentary here, but we're reporting things that are way underreported. We're reporting on things that the media is ignoring. So it is a, a chance to hear what's going on out there uh, and hear a little bit of balance. And we do it, of course, with my friend, my cohort, my co-host, Adam Rizzieri. Let's review the week. The Riz Report with Adam Ruzieri. Now I say it. Hey, hey. Like, you know, you got to get voice guy to hone in on Adam Ruzieri because <laughs> I, I'm starting to say it like like he does. But Ruzieri uh, goes by any other name, as they say. You know, it's I, I've definitely heard a lot worse in my in my time. That's for sure. Rosario, uh, Rizzeri. I've heard letters be inserted into the, into my name that don't exist. Um, and and from, from all likes of, of people from doctors to teachers to, you know, just everybody really. And, you know, so it's, it's funny just kind of leading up to, to where I am now in life. I'm just kind of like, yeah, well, you know, it's close enough. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, um, but no, that is it. That's it. You know, it's funny the way we started the show, Michelle, we, we kind of started streaming a little, a little early. Um, I'll be honest when I was a kid. I, I was so excited this one time we got satellite TV because we could tap into uh, the airwaves before they before the the journalists thought they were live. Um, if you were on the right channel, you could see their their studio feed, oh. and so you could kind of get like that behind the scenes sort of feel of kind of what they're talking about, what they're thinking about, what they're doing. <laughs> Um, and so I guess our viewers today got a little gl a glimpse of kind of what I used to enjoy uh, back with the the satellite yeah. TV side of things. Um, but you're right, we we do cover those those kind of underreported topics, the things that I think matter tremendously or, or, and are super important to our society. But you know, obviously things happen fast, and sometimes we we kind of gloss over things. Um, one thing that we can't gloss over is the fact that this week uh we lost a, a huge a huge member of our of our nation's history uh a patriot we lost uh, bob dole uh, at the age of 98. uh he was diagnosed with lung cancer back in february he was diagnosed at stage four which is never never a good thing uh stage four is a very advanced form of cancer obviously and so you know i think uh, there were some journalists that were asking bob dole uh pretty recently actually and they were saying you know if if you uh, if you could pick your your last dinner or your last meal, what would what would it be? And Bob Dole said basically, oh, you know, it would be biscuits and gravy. And he said, and I've been having that every day for a little while now. So you know, I think the the story from that is that Bob Dole 
was at peace with with we at reality and at peace with the fact that his time was very near um and so as a nation you know all, all we can do is be very thankful to him and his family for his over 70 years of service yeah he lived to be 98 years old but he started his service uh fighting in world war ii and he could basically not even use his right hand for a majority of his life uh, because of major physical damage that he sustained during the war, requiring over three years of hospitalized rehabilitation, um, only to spit him out from rehab to a world where he was just like, okay, now what do I do? Uh, and, and, and he just started working. Uh, he started working for his community and started working for his family. And uh, that, that's why I think his service or his services this week have been so um, special and they've been kind of rare occasions of seeing bipartisan leaders in our country coming together, sitting next to each other to honor this, this person's uh, contribution well, to our I'm society. I'm thankful for that. I, I didn't always enjoy his politics, uh, but uh, that goes with pretty much everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, you know, what? one agree. of the things that kind of stuck out to me later in his life, and this is just kind of funny, um, even though it's not really that funny, but it was just the fact I was like, okay, this, this old dude, Bob Dole, and this is like jerky 20 year old Adam, right? I'm like this old dude, Bob Dole's marketing for Viagra right now. And I was just like, well, good for you, buddy. <laughs> you know? Um, but then I came across this study this week that actually said that, uh, following a study of, of 7 million people, uh, men and women, both people that are older in life who take Viagra will have a 70% less chance of coming down with Alzheimer's. And I guess for the other 30%, they're going to go down having a good time. Uh, but, you know, I just, <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, I remember Bob that. was a big personality, you know, he was a, a really just interesting person who was really controversial earlier in his political career. And, you know, whether you disagreed with some decisions or not, you, you, I mean, at the end of the day, the guy was working his butt off for a country that he loved. Well, he, he stayed at least pretty classy. Um, we need to move on to our president who <laughs> do we have to up in a tribute <laughs> uh, i i think it's probably easier to show it rather than just to talk about it so yeah. uh this was seeing <laughs> is believing in this one yeah <laughs> uh, giving his sincere from the heart <laughs> speech take a listen let's see if we can get it up it's uh -huh. it, yeah, it'll <laughs> i get see what there. you did there michelle <laughs> but at the end of the day we've always found ways to come together we can find that unity again and the message said end of message has certainly faced periods of division. No, man. No, but man. At the end of the <laughs> it, it didn't say end of message. <laughs> yeah. That was a note for you, Mr. President. Yes. Uh, that was not uh, part in, of Bob Dole's message. There was a quote, uh, you know, <laughs> you, end it of was message. Just, it was kind of sad because it was such a solemn occasion. Uh, and I felt bad laughing my butt off well, at it. So I, I want to confess that right now on international. <laughs> Michelle, it at least made it easier to come to terms with the fact that Kamala Harris was in the audience there. Cause like, I'm just like, but I was thinking just, about that press care. conference that George W. Bush did about 13 years ago in Iraq. Remember somebody threw a shoe at his head. 
He slipped it oh, like yeah. Floyd Mayweather, right? He just, he didn't flail. He didn't hand didn't come up. He just slipped it and was right back on prompter, man. That was a good move, that man. That guy is slick. You That's throw right. a shoe at Joe Biden? <laughs> You will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was right about W, man. And he, even to this day, W is still very athletic. Um, that guy can move. That guy can move. But I mean, Michelle, I met I met Ted Cruz's father, Rafa. You know, he's in his early 80s now. He's older than Joe Biden. Love that guy that is spry. That guy is he, he can move. He I can mean, think. You and can say what you want about Ted Cruz. I'd love for him to run for his dad to run for president. I love that man. And I still believe that guy can definitely dodge a shoe the way he was moving around when I saw him. He's got Boom. no problem. He moves around better than me on a Saturday morning. <laughs> Look, that was that was embarrassing, you know. Uh, but what uh, maybe is the most difficult for me? Presidents have speech writers. Um, otherwise they stand up and they talk in real time, like, I don't know, Donald Trump, right. Who sure. came under such criticism because of the things he said, but at least the things he said were his own words. It wasn't reading off a script and then, well, and then Michelle, the script says exit, right. <laughs> exit stage right <laughs> he's literally read that like <laughs> take With no the emotion that he was supposed to read it so at least he got coached on that part well that ex well that explains why he's like oh well they don't want me to answer any questions or i'm not allowed to answer any questions today because it, it's probably in his notes the rare time he doesn't read it he's just like oh i'm, I'm just not allowed to right now i have to i have to exit stage to. right no and that's really the words he uses i'm not allowed to who you're the president of the free world man who the heck is running the freaking country it's it's not who the voters voted for. I'll tell you that. It's, well, it's like ruled by a consensus. Levels, that could be that could be the truth on a couple of levels, depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> so true. Yeah, it's like it's ruled by a consensus of people behind the scenes who just kind of handle things. And the same people that screwed up so much of like Benghazi and just so much. Susan Rice is is running the scenes. Uh, Jen Psaki is like the the chief propagandist. Uh, Corporate, those who are running the corporatist America are kind of running the scenes between the media and the technology side of things. Um, and it's really funny now, you know, to see kind of how, really just how things age, right? Because you know that if people say things and do things that are based on some crappy trend that really isn't based on a principle or a value, they're going to be exposed for being in the wrong. Um, and so, Michelle, I think one of the things that was really well, just didn't age well. Um, it was the result of, frankly, the the Jesse Smollett trial, right? Like we saw that Jesse Smollett was convicted on five out of six counts. But if you think back to just recent history here, our biggest political leaders were sitting here another saying club. how An screwed we were another as a club society. From the Biden administration, Adam. Uh, let's see if I can pull this up on screen. This uh, is coming to bite them because they were among many who tweeted and uh, gave their opinions before this this uh, trend went back to Obama uh, making 
making comments on uh, you know, a kid running down the the That's road right. with a hoodie on and you know it, it, making a judgment this is what took place this is egregious now you may feel that but as a member of the media traditionally especially as a leader you don't comment you don't comment on what you think happened because it's innocent until proven guilty on all counts and you really want to be able to get to what's really going on so joe biden what happened today to jesse smollett must never be tolerated in this country we must stand up and demand that we no longer give this hate safe harbor that homophobia and racism have no place on our streets and in our hearts we're with you jesse um this despite some of the things Biden says, Biden has said, well, you know, the racist comments, but we'll, you know, that's or, or calling that 17 year old at the time, Kyle Rittenhouse, a white supremacist for defending himself against three adult male felons, white uh, felons, white felons, white, that's uh, Camilla right. that's Harris, right. Jesse Smollett is one of the kindest, most gentle human beings. I know I'm praying for his quick recovery. This was attempt attempted modern day lynching. And she goes on. So yeah, wow. as you mentioned, another. And that's club. just Biden Harris, Michelle. That, that, that's that's just Biden Harris. But think about all the the friends that kind of create the picture or like this this the cloud of Biden Harris. Man, uh, Cory Booker, <laughs> Cory Booker, the vicious attack on actor Jesse Smollett was an attempted modern day lynching. I'm glad he's safe. To those in Congress who don't feel the urgency to pass our anti lynching bill designated lynching as a federal hate crime, I urge you to pay attention. Lynching of what? Lynching of, I think the lynching that we're seeing today is a lynching on their own reputation. Um, it, it is literally, <laughs> boom. yeah, like lynching what or whom, right? I mean, the, these tweets show you guys leaders that we, that we turn to and that we trust to make decisions based on sober facts. But here, Cory Booker is kind of just running off of a trend that came from his friends in the media. Um, the Kamala Harris, you know, like she was doing the exact same thing. Reverend Al Sharpton, he said his tweet was, and this was January 29th of 2019. So not, you know, just, just, a basically a few months ago, right? Um, the reported hate attack on my friend and brother actor, Jesse Smollett is despicable and outrageous. The guilty must face the maximum. Guess what? Reverend Al Sharpton is exactly right. But I would just say the reported fake hate attack on my friend and brother. It was, I would say the reported fake hate attack by my friend and brother, actor Jesse Smollett, is despicable and outrageous. He's right. It's despicable and outrageous that you would have a public figure stage a fake hate crime because he realizes that there is a lack of supply for his demand for more public uh, signs of racism. Um, he was trying to really go at Donald Trump hard. He was trying to make Donald Trump's America seem like a terrible place worth burning down. And so he staged a, a ridiculous fake hate crime that drained already very busy Chicago police resources from doing things like stopping Chicago from being a place where gun violence kills more kids than COVID, uh, a place where you have more mass shootings than anywhere else in America. You almost, there's a mass shooting in Chicago every weekend. There's literally a death counter that starts basically like Friday, early evening, and it runs through Sunday in the early morning, like the, the early morning of, of Monday, I'll say. And if you, if you look at that, 
I mean, Chicago is a rough place to be. So this guy, Jesse Smollett, this privileged million dollar actor is sitting here depleting resources from a city that really needs to be taking care of its kids yep. and they can't. Amazing, isn't it? Uh, and yet he was found guilty on all counts. So how is yeah. that being reported, Adam? Well, Michelle, there wouldn't be, just real quickly too, I, There wouldn't. this wouldn't be a story also if AOC wasn't somewhere in the mix. Um, <laughs> let's not forget AOC because, you know, she, she's going to, going to sound off on anything that she thinks might gain her some, some attention. Uh, her tweet from, uh, around the same time as Al Sharpton's tweet, cause you know, she's just kind of following suit with her far left friends. Her tweet was, there is no such thing as quote, racially charged. This attack was not quote, possibly homophobic. It was a racist and homophobic attack. If you don't like what is happening to our country, then work to change it. It is no one's job to water down or sugarcoat the rise of hate crimes. So when AOC tweeted that, we were seeing a, a, a rise in hate crimes in our country, but it wasn't white people going after black people. It was, frankly, it was people in urban centers going after Asian Americans. There were cases of a lot of, unfortunately, black people going after Asians, uh, attacking people, elderly. I mean, that absolute targeting of definitely of targeting in, a, in the united but, states which and that's what the far left does michelle is they target asian americans as a demographic because when you try to talk about minorities being oppressed and held down that particular demographic <clears throat> excuse me statistically they perform really well in school uh they are among the highest household income in our country the asian american demographic and so they're they don't ring to the to the beat or they don't sound like what the far left wants them to sound like when it comes to how minorities can live in America. Because the fact is, is black, brown, white, Asian, whatever you are, you can be in that top tier of, of household income. You can be in that top tier of, of education and enlightenment. You can literally do whatever you want in our country as a first generation American, literally being born and raised in the hood. Um, and, and then you can enter the halls of Congress as a leader and you could be elected it president. It's possible difficult. in our country I'm and people gonna, do it. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to say that there's not despairing um, uh, people who have more privilege uh, based on the color of your skin. Not so much. Look at Jesse Smollett. He's a very privileged man. What I will say. It's since childhood, Michelle. Oh, Mighty yeah. Ducks, right? Mighty he, he was the kid in Mighty Ducks saying cake eater. And like, he was like the angry kid trying to like, Take, I mean, he was just, he, he was a child actor, right? When you're in Hollywood as a kid, I mean, the hard thing to do is not get caught up in the lifestyle of, of money and fame and glitter and, and all that comes with I'm privileged. But the, the beauty in America is you can find a way. You're not relegated to, to your station. We're not in a place where we're in a caste system. You can be whatever you want to be. And do you have to work harder sometimes if you're in a socioeconomically depressed uh, background, if your family are, uh, have never read before, learned to read, graduated from college? Yeah, it's going to be difficult, but you know what? You can do it. And what does that make you? It makes you better. Yeah. It makes you harder working. It makes you even more excellent because you had to be more excellent sometimes to get to where you get. That's my story. And I, I started radio when it was, a, you've read, you've read my book, which is going to be coming out next year. Uh, Highly recommend. 
uh, dude, I I was in radio when it was nothing more than an angry white male dominated uh, venue. So I had to work harder to get to where I am. It made me better and harder working in the end. We're just in a place I'd love for you as you're watching or listening to really take this into consideration. We're in a place in our in our country where we are given to victimization. We're in a place in our country where our media is only reporting half of the story. That's dangerous. You might like the half they're reporting, but you're not going to like it much when the tables turn and the tables always turn. So that's where you stand that's for it. free speech. You stand for integrity in reporting. It's just not there. And you're not hearing big stories like one that you sent today is one of the biggest disasters, the most deadly disasters. Now, if this were a school shooting where 53 people kids, teachers were found dead. If this were the case, it would be splattered all over the news, Huge. rightfully so. Absolutely rightfully so. And we would be debating the safety of guns and, and access to guns and such. But with 53 people dead who were illegal immigrants in a smuggling rig, we're not hearing it. This is crazy. This is one of the this is one of the biggest single event, I guess, disasters or one of the one of the one of the single most deadly events that's taken place in relation to the border crisis since uh, back in 2010 during Obama's presidency when the Zetas cartel uh, massacred 72 migrants in Tamaulipas. Uh, just on Thursday, there was a big rig that loaded almost somewhere around 200 people into the back of its of its the the cargo trailer, right the mm -hmm. the back of the semi. And this this truck was approaching a steel pedestrian bridge, and whether it was taking a turn a little too fast or it was driving uh, a little aggressively, or or because of the weight of all those people in the back of its cargo area. Uh, the truck rolled over and it literally just started throwing people around. And you had by the end of Thursday, they, they counted 53 people dead. Um, they had already uh, identified over 54 people that were just severely injured. Uh, one person reported seeing a man laying on the pavement and he was unable to move uh, because he had been paralyzed. He was only able to communicate by blinking his eyes. Um, that same person also witnessed a, a person uh, struggling to free himself from the weight of dead people that were on top of him. Uh, in the aftermath, a lot of people were thrown around and this guy happened to survive that part of it, but he had just hundreds of pounds worth of people on top of him that were unfortunately dead. And so he was struggling just to free himself from the weight of, of all of that. Um, each one of these people that were in this big rig paid the cartel coyotes anywhere from 2,500 to 3,500 to get them from Central America to the border, uh, either in Texas or parts of Arizona. And in this case, um, you know, here we are, just another example of ridiculous policies coming from the White House that are encouraging people to risk everything to, to come to a country that the left will tell you is racist and, and terrible and, and worth burning down. Um, clearly we're, we're, we're not right there. There's something going on here. And 
Well, the, the, people the are fact that we have risked their lives to get here, you got to wonder why these people right. who they're they're looking for a better life and the opportunity that we have here. Just, just uh, earlier this morning, legally, people, <clears throat> they're doing it illegally. And in your compassion, your compassion has turned to cruelty when right. you allow cartel to run the show and you just turn your head away and say, well, to to challenge that. Well, that's just racist. That that <sighs> is so inane. And so because of those policies and because of that mindset, we can put on our conscience these 53 deaths and so many more the human trafficking which is at epic levels slavery happy we we are still concerned and want reparations for slavery that ended decades upon decades ago and we're going to measure that took place hundreds of years ago and we are allowing by those same mindsets slavery to happen today as people cross the border they're undocumented they're unconfirmed and they're easy to sweep up and to use in abhorrent ways well it's we're going to measure somewhere around two million people this year crossing the border you know, and Michelle, and of course, like, why wouldn't they, right? There are literally people coming across the border saying, oh, well, President Biden said I could. They're, they're literally saying that. They believe that. And, and here we have New York City, right? New York City just passed uh, a vote internally to allow illegal immigrants, or sorry, they allow, to allow people that are not citizens to vote. So we're sitting here saying when you cross the border, you will be given access to resources. When you cross the border, even if you're not a citizen, you might be able to find a place where you can vote for your local leadership. Um, we're, we're, we're literally diluting what it means to be an American by not protecting Americans, by putting the rights and concerns of people who are not American citizens first. But in fact, we're actually not doing that at all. We are creating a humanitarian crisis. Uh, Michelle was talking about some of the human trafficking that's taking place. That alone is just atrocious. Um, sexual abuse is rampant. Um, you have kids that are being just totally victimized by people that don't care at all about their well-being. Um, and, and, that, and that's just a part of what's going on. More fentanyl also across the border. Enough fentanyl to kill uh, every single person in at least four or five states, I believe, is the last measure. Uh, earlier in the year, in the summertime, enough fentanyl crossed the border to kill every single person in New York. Uh, last report was enough fentanyl has crossed the border to kill every person in New York, Texas, California, and several other states combined. The drugs crossing the border right now are insane, insane. And, and it's, it's, it's bad enough to be a drug user but to buy drugs that are actually even more dangerous than the drug itself that you think you're purchasing, you know, that's what's happening now. So you're finding the, the rate of overdoses going through the roof because people are buying, it's, it's funny to say bad drugs because they're all bad, but they're buying drugs worse that are drugs. already they're buying worse drugs, they're, right? Yeah. Like they're even not, worse than they are just for what they are at face value. That's not the only thing that's crossing our border in the time where people are losing their jobs. Uh, we're, canceling doctors and nurses who used to be heroes and uh, getting them out of the hospital so we have less people to help during a crisis Bec when we can't go into restaurants with having your papers uh, <laughs> we are allowing people to cross into <laughs> the country to a myriad of destinations 
completely unvaccinated, completely untested. And so I think that if you don't mind, uh, I think that should lead us to our COVID report where I want to let you know that at least here in Washington state, we are on it. We're getting the right propaganda out. Take a listen. The problem with COVID-19 vaccine rumors is that they spread and evolve about as fast as the virus does. But there are three things we know for certain. One, COVID-19 vaccines are safe. Two, COVID-19 vaccines are effective. Three, to learn more, you should go straight to the experts. <laughs> if you have questions, talk to a doctor, pharmacist, yeah. or visit your neighborhood clinic. Trust the experts, not the internet. All right, let's just pick that so, apart. Rumors well, spread. So, yeah, so Michelle, especially when those rumors are coming from our our leaders. Uh, seriously, <laughs> uh, when those rumors are coming from those who are in control. Uh, there's three things we know. COVID vaccines are safe. We'll tell uh, the many people who have had adverse effects or died from it. We're going to get into the actual reports. This is not just Michelle hearsay. Um, what did he say? They're they're safe. They're effective. Well, this okay, is a part of the, the Biden administration's $143 million that are being spent to boost confidence in these vaccines. There this is go. all money being dumped into convincing. You have something. been duped by a textbook <laughs> Right now in the United States, people should not be walking around with masks. A uh, brilliant sociopath. Keep your mask on. The man is, is, is human crazy glue. Wear your mask, mask indoors. On. You think he's gone? He's not gone. That's the whole point. He's never gone. So this is the first confirmed case of COVID-19 caused by the Omicron variant in the United States. You see? You have been duped by a, by a textbook noises. <laughs> Just saying, seriously, uh, I want to get to some of these reports um, because we're here uh, Fauci. in a pandemic that was, remember the phrase, we're in the pandemic of the unvaccinated when the CDC uh, director, Rochelle Walensky had said that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated. Biden echoed that claim. Uh, the media has picked it up as they're supposed to because they're stepping in line. Um, but now breakthrough infections are rising at an alarming rate. So that propaganda that we were listening to, vaccines are safe. We know this. Vaccines are effective. And you should listen to the experts. Don't think for yourself. Just listen to our experts, because there are plenty of other experts who are saying, whoa, wait a minute. Uh, Coming from the same people that were tweeting all that stuff about Jesse Smollett. <laughs> yeah. Same the thing. data <laughs> is coming in from South Africa and Europe that's suggesting that two vaccine doses alone still allow frequent breakthrough cases. So that claim from Washington state that uh, propaganda vaccines are safe, vaccines are effective. Well, why are we seeing breakthrough cases? They're not effective. And studies are showing that vaccines provide zero benefits to children. And get this, in Oregon, as of December 2nd, the state has reported more than 4,500 
4,500 coronavirus infections among people who are fully vaccinated. Vaccines are safe. Vaccines are effective. Oh, but wait, there's more. More than 500 residents have now died despite being fully vaccinated against it. Of, Boom. Of, of these 273 people fully vaccinated with Pfizer, 144 Moderna, 78 with Johnson and Johnson. Boom. Israel is on jab number four. They're safe. They're effective. How effective is it if you get COVID, if you die, and if you keep needing vaccinations? The uh, UK health secretary this week had said, you know what? It is unethical for mandatory vaccinations. And it will not work when you force people to comply. Plus, it's not working anyway. So I just want to give a little uh, kudos to Blind Joe, who wrote this song. <laughs> I know it's there. Come on, Blind Joe, where uh, are you? <laughs> come on, Blind Joe. Blind Joe, where are you? Come on. Oh, we'll get to him in a minute. Well, while you're bringing it up, uh, so Michelle, kind of like on this topic of mandatory vaccinations, there was a story that came out of basically out of NBC, which was surprising, but it came out of NBC and it was specific to a situation that happened in Los Angeles where a, a mom is saying that her son was vaccinated in exchange for a slice of pizza without her consent. They literally took the kid to school, offered him pizza, said, please don't tell your parents about this because I think we'll get in trouble, vaccinated the kid and sent him home. You literally have school administrators and educators that are so brainwashed with, I, I guess it's a result of the, the White House's $143 million that they're spending on all that advertising, right? But they're convincing people that there's like this moral obligation to, even against parental will, to vaccinate their kids, to put a needle in your child's arm inject something into them that will affect them for life and, and then call it a day. I mean, that is so bizarre. In this case, this kid's a 13 year old. Yeah. And think about a 13 year old, right? Can't vote, can't drive. Uh, my, maybe has a cell phone, maybe not depends on the parents, but it's a child who cannot make, you know, adult decisions and, and certainly not decisions that are in, in, in health, health in nature, right? Like this is a kid who isn't going to, um, to know what the implications are of a vaccine, well, whether or not it's good for them. Are we complaining about kids having, uh, being able to even touch or look at guns? Because, man, they can't vote. They can't drive. They can't serve in the military. Oh, wait, Kyle Rittenhouse could, actually. But <laughs> when you look at the this problem... Yeah, go ahead. Uh, just go to your teacher. Say you want an abortion. Go to your teacher. Get uh, vaccinated because it's the right thing to do, right? Well, in this, I am with, We. I, I finally have it here. With blind I will not comply. Quit trying to take me to task because I don't want to wear a mask or take a vaccine that could maybe make me die. They got no scientific evidence to back that crap up. All they do is feed us lie after lie. That's why I will not comply. Ooh. I 
since back last March. I've had a Nicky breaking heart like a Billy Ray. All right. I want to hear a collaboration between that and Bryson Gray, who's got the Let's Go Brandon song. Like a little bit of country with rap is a cool mixture of music, man. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with Blind Joe. Come on. You know, uh, the the only argument now is, well, that's just fake news because I don't like it. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. We will not get better. We will not save lives. We will not uh, find answers if we keep going down this path of lies, misinformation, shutting out other voices, shutting out uh, facts and studies. Now, I'm going to say there's a report that's coming out of uh, Florida that uh, some of the some of the universities uh, have been told from on high to not release information because they wanted to they wanted well, they're supposed to make the governor look good. Now that's misinformation <laughs> on the right. And I wanted to bring it up to be balanced because it is a thing. People are often afraid to give out information or to go against what leadership is, is touting. Um, although even if they were to in and I'll I'll look up the story to find exactly where that's coming from. Uh, even if they are in Florida saying, oh, we don't want to get all the numbers out. The numbers uh, in Florida have been showing that they've been decreasing in cases. But nonetheless, uh, they're not doing the masks and the mandates, even if the numbers were on par with everyone else. It's just showing that vaccines and masks aren't working. Well, so this is you're you're not losing out by being honest by looking at all the facts. Right. Well, the facts are what help us make good decisions, right? And it's like any any business owner who has an employee who is tasked with giving them updates on different departments within their business. If they're getting junk garbage updates, then they can't make a good decision for what's right or, or, or wrong for their company. The same thing with a with a country or or a, a government, or like a state, a city, what have you. You know, if you have the trash person, the person in charge of sanitation in the city, if they're telling the mayor, "Oh yeah, everything's fine. We have enough trucks and enough trash bins to ensure the the city is clean and and everything's going in the right place towards the dump or towards recycling," but in fact, there's you know, maybe half the fleet's damaged and all the bends are really antiquated and they leak and they're just really old. I mean, what kind of decision is that leader to make, right? Same thing here. As the public, we have to be given access to the facts, to the truth, so that we can make informed decisions about who to put in power and oh, make no, informed no, no. decisions about what to do. Didn't you hear the propaganda? L- just listen to the experts. Don't research it on your own. You know, the, the internet spreads rumors, which is true. But when you're listening to on the internet, people who are <laughs> researching, I don't know. It's it's hard, right? It's just like, come on. But I guess the good thing about the internet too, and this was a quote from, a, he's a, a, a local uh, a local radio personality here in, da- in Dallas, Mark Davis. He was talking about the Jesse Smollett tweets. And uh, he was just like, kind of praising the internet and saying, man, you know what? The internet's forever. And here's a tweet from, I think he was tweeting. Uh, it might've been Al Sharpton. I think is the, is the tweet that he was sharing uh, specific to the Jesse Smollett thing. He's like, the internet's a beautiful thing. It's forever. And by the way, this one did not age well. 
And it's it's these tweets that are praising Jesse Smollett for being such a victim. And oh my goodness, we have to take care of Jesse. Oh. Um, yeah, the, the, the information's out there. And so when you're on the wrong side of, of the truth, then you will be exposed for being a fraud and for being someone not worth believing really ever again. But um, when it comes to choosing those media personalities, you got to choose them wisely too, right? If they're not if they're not reporting from a position of objectivity, then then you're kind of in trouble. And that's why Michelle just uh, it was a, our episode last week or the week before we were talking about the fact that CNN's largest shareholder, basically you call them call him their owner at this point, John mm-hmm. Malone, criticizing CNN for having no actual journalists. Well, you know now we see Cuomo's out. How much time is it till Don Lemon's out for his role in? informing Jesse Smollett of the fact that the police didn't believe his story. Um, I I think we're going to start to see people in some of these ridiculous propaganda machines being CNN and MSNBC in particular, among others, because you know, you're going to start to see these people doing fine for a while, just kind of flirting with tweaking things to manipulate people, but they got away with it. And because they got away with it, it's gotten worse and worse to the point where it's so ridiculous. It's so obvious. And people on all sides are tired of it. Um, I did want to go back to the, it was the University of Florida. I thought it was, I just wanted to make sure that I got that, that out there. Florida. University of Florida, uh, the researchers felt that they were pressured to destroy COVID information. Um, so I, I say that because it's human nature and I don't want to just say this, well, you know, look how evil people on the left are. No, it's, it's human nature. All have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. It's, uh, it's a real thing, you know, that's why it's messed up that the fact checkers are not, are, are allowed to use references and cite things without considering conflict of interest because it is human nature to protect your friends, right? It is human nature to protect your, those who are close to you. So without all of the information, without overcoming that, we're never going to find answers and we're never going to have an end to this. Um, Now, while I say it's a human nature issue, there was a study that showed that it's a, it's a new poll and it showed that Democrats are far more likely to hate. Democrats (laughs) are far more likely to hate, to hate the opposing party and Democrat women are the worst haters in America. Let me pull this up on the screen so you so can see it. You're onto something, Michelle. I think I saw something related to that study as well that also said that uh, typically, typically right being Republicans, libertarians, uh, people who are center right, right? They will date people that are not center right. They will they will find love and 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 be open to dating people who are left or far left, as long as there's enough chemistry there, right? And things that are, I guess, outside of politics. But to that same study, the far left, right? They won't even consider talking to anybody who's on the other side of the center point, right? On the on the right side of it, they just as a dating option, just not a thing. Well, not very open minded. There you go, chalk one up to tolerance, right? exactly exactly and unfortunately democrat women are the worst offenders according to this poll they're the most hateful people in america democrat left-leaning women according to this poll the most hateful people in america they're the most uh uh, violent in in mindset and they are championing 
championing. I say it right. <laughs> championing. Yeah. Championing. <laughs> um, <laughs> causes that are actually hurting women. And this is a big story of the week. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, this is, this is a really interesting conversation and it's funny because I think a lot of the hate that I'll get on Twitter sometimes it comes from oftentimes a far left uh, female professor, right? Of sorts. Um, this, this tees up this conversation here. Uh, it's really, I think a question too. this question of our women's rights in conflict with trans rights uh, over the past few years, athletes, coaches, parents, they've been watching in disbelief as you see girls being replaced on winner's podiums by someone that you see and you're like, wait a minute, last year that was a boy competing in the boys league, but now that is not a boy question mark competing now in the girls league and on the podium in the one, two or three spot. So you're seeing now parents saying, wait a minute, I'm seeing what I know used to be a boy competing in the girls league after competing as a male and now taking the one spot. There was a big headline this week uh, that came out about a UPenn swimmer named Leah Thomas, 22 years old, this swimmer, smashing records right now. Uh, this, this particular swimmer smashed two swimming records at an event in Ohio. Uh, one record was basically beating her closest rival by 38 seconds, uh, which is a, a, a huge record. There was a, a video also Over of one of these crushing defeats, now, which is in swimming is this. like a we, lifetime. Think about this. We were just watching the Olympics, gold, silver. I mean, just gold to last place are sometimes fractions of a second. Right. Sometimes just so, uh, by a second or no, usually no more than three. And, this, and then when you see a swimmer who's literally like a full lap or a full couple of laps ahead of the number two place, that is a huge, huge difference, right? Like that's almost a different like level or caliber of athlete. That's like a Michael Phelps versus just like your average decently good swimmer. Me. I mean, <laughs> it's like Michael <laughs> Phelps versus I, me. <laughs> I, I learned how to swim at an early age because my parents threw me in swim team and I swam for years. Yeah, me too. Me too. And I loved it. Yeah. And I remember, you know, being a part of the morning milers club and it was just the kids in the neighborhood would go to the swim club at early in the morning and, and start racking up your miles, you know, and, and just building up your endurance. I love uh, that. So like, developed and then it was like you, know, you were not shaped like a you're not going to be shaped like a swimmer girlfriend okay there there is some biology to to being able to compete athletically right and and both whether you're you're male or female whether you're competing in the men's league or the women's league um you know there there is like i, I mean i will never be a highly competitive basketball player not quite tall enough not quite athletic enough. My heart's there. I'm going to work real hard, but I'm still never going to be able to dunk. Well, Probably right. not. And, and because of my body shape, my I'm not built as a swimmer. Um, but this is also interesting in that as a woman, you're not built like a man. Now, Thomas previously right. competed for their school's men's team. That's uh, right. For, well, so what, Leah Thomas used to be Will Thomas, Michelle. Three years three years as Will Thomas on the UPenn team. And Will Thomas wasn't a bad swimmer, not a bad swimmer, right? But but Leah Thomas is a dominant swimmer on the women's team. Will Thomas on the men's team, not bad. Leah Thomas on the, on the women's team, dominant. Leah Thomas is literally right now 
putting up numbers that rival uh, historical champions who are national women's world record holders. Leah Thomas right now is putting up numbers that you might you might have you might recall Olympic gold medalists uh, uh, Katie Ledecky or Missy Franklin. Uh, these are two women who who hold national records for for the women's uh, swimming competitions. They're like the Michael Phelps of the women's side of, of swimming. Yeah. Now, Leah Thomas is well as Will Thomas. Will Thomas was dominating these two women who are historical badasses at what they do. Uh, Will Thomas dominating these women. Now, as Leah Thomas, Leah Thomas has gone through obviously some hormone therapy. Uh, different kind of workout has made very deliberate changes to to the body, right? Uh, but even still, as Leah Thomas, we're we're literally looking at us at an athlete who is two seconds behind Franklin in the two hundred, fifty uh, fifty six seconds behind Ledecky in the five hundred and sixteen hundred. If if Leah Thomas keeps working out and competing as a woman, the her teammates are basically saying it's very realistic that this athlete will start to rival even these these national world record holders oh, but right that's not all that her teammates are saying oh no it's not all they're saying because i mean let's be real right like last year their their top female athletes were the top female athletes and then all of a sudden someone comes over from the men's team and is making them look like you know old dog food right so there's an um, anonymous teammate that actually spoke out on this i i wanted to get to because we're, we're coming up on the uh, end of our program you have got to hear this yeah so okay so the the anonymous team out spoke out and basically said and this is i'm going to quote this right or i'm just just so there's no question here pretty much everyone individually has spoken to our coaches about not liking this our coach just really likes winning he's like most coaches i think secretly everyone just knows it's the wrong thing to do when the whole team is together we have to be like oh my gosh go leah that's great you're amazing it's very fake so you have these women who are in the Ivy League, who are fantastic at what they do and have so far devoted their their young lives to the sport of swimming to compete at this level. And they know that if they come out with 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 overly harsh criticism for Leah Thomas, that they will be really just kind of vilified and admonished as transphobic. They know that that could hurt their ability to seek employment because we believe in, uh, in the years speech. ahead. They know that that can hurt their ability to even stay on the team uh, if UPenn's administration decides to kick them out for for speaking their mind. But but the thing is is we're talking about someone who was born differently from these women who were on the team uh, for the past three years on the women's team. Someone that was born biologically as a male. Someone who was born. I mean, it, th there's a difference here between sex and gender right and sex is something that you are born with and you can't change it gender is something that everyone's saying basically you can identify as this or that based on what's what's kind of in the heart and what's what's kind of like leading you to certain decisions right. about and, your life and look this is not, this isn't we know is not an isolated case it's funny that we're seeing a trend in what we're talking about today we talked a little bit about uh covid and how there's evidence upon evidence and deaths upon deaths of vaccinated people uh, getting COVID and people who have breakthrough cases uh, that the vaccines aren't working. And yet the narrative is we know that vaccines are safe. We know that they're effective. Just listen to the experts. 
And we see this with this transgender issue as well. We're seeing almost universally anyone who's done the switch male to female is now dominating in sports. Uh, the FC Dallas under 15 boys squad beat the U S women's national team. Now the U S women's national team is the That's most Rapino and all those ladies. female soccer team on the planet. Oh, yeah. They bend it like Becca, man. <laughs> they bend it like Becca, right? They are the freaking at one time, the best in the world. And the men's, the, the young boys, I'd say under 15 FC Dallas team beat them five to two. Under Amazing. 15, Seriously. five to two against the, I mean, that that's incredible, right? Is so, that because this under 15 Dallas team is so phenomenal? Um, it could just be because they're men. They're young men. They're right. not even men yet. They're still boys. Um, well, Michelle, when you look at the other, uh, look at a different sport, track and field in, yeah. in uh, Connecticut, there are two athletes that used to that were born genetically as males as 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 young boys um and they are now in the teenage years and they are now competing in the girls track and field uh events right they've racked up over 15 gold medals in track and field uh that used to belong to nine different biological girls uh in, in the state of connecticut if you're an athlete, if you're if you're a biological girl, you're an athlete and you take your sport really seriously and you know that you're lining up toe to toe or, or, or head to head against someone that you saw last year on the boys team. Like, do you even compete? You know, like you have to acknowledge the fact that there is a biological difference that does impact the outcome of sports for a lot of people, certainly at the most competitive levels. The women's team in, in a lot of different sports, they can kick my butt individually in, in different sports but when you're at that elite level of competition i mean they're they're just not it's just not going to happen right you have it's different factors like strength and explosiveness and, and endurance and lean eye. muscle mass and bone density yeah exactly that's just science right there and we're turning a blind eye to science we forget that science is never settled that we need to poke it and prod it Bring in to science. Well, what about people who identify as this? Oh, well, science says this. Sorry about that. Right. Um, keep bringing it, though. Let's see if there's anything new uh, <laughs> with well, COVID, with uh, with uh, racism, with all of the issues that we've talked about today. If you don't have all of the story, you don't have all of the story. You don't have all of the facts and you cannot move forward effectively. That's where we're at in America. That's why what we're doing here on uh, my Michelle Live, uh, we're among voices and there are voices out there that are telling more to the story. It's important that we hear it. It's important that we talk about it. Our freedom and our future is on the stake. That's why if you're watching or listening, I'm asking you to share, to like, to comment, to do the, all of those things are quick, free, and even in, and, and even uh, for your time takes just a few seconds, but it's just one more vote for freedom. It keeps that that voice going. It keeps us loud and it keeps us strong. Uh, Adam Rizieri is uh, with Agency Partners Interactive. Adam, you can uh, you can find him at My Michelle Live. You can find the link there, and you can find him here every week as we take on a week in review. Adam, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, everybody.
For more fun, go to MyMichelleLive.com. There we go.